T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Welcome to Overnight America with Ryan Recker on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts, michaelsflooringoutlet.com. It's that time of night, you can't stay up tight. So come and join the people and I'm feeling all right here on old. Oh, yeah. Doug and Donna, they do a great job with that theme song. Love it. Every time I hear it, it gets me all pumped up. Welcome back to Overnight America. I'm your host, Ryan Recker, on Twitter at Ryan Recker and Ryan Recker Radio on Facebook. You can look us up on there. Joining us now is a friend of the show from Harris Dahl, Fisher and Young, Brad Young. How are you tonight? Ryan, it's good to hear your voice, my friend. Did you make it out to Tilly's Park tonight? I did, uh, and I think you were out there. I looked for you, but, uh, you know, we were all in cars and socially distanced, so it was hard to spot you. But, yes, it we were yeah. there, and uh, fun was had by all. Yeah, lucky for us here working at the radio stations, being partners with Winter Wonderland, is they give us a preview night, which we took advantage of tonight, and we've done it the last couple of years. And when I first pulled up, the police officer checking to make sure you were allowed in uh, said, hey, there's not too many people here. So feel free to go by a second time if you want. So we went through, and then at the very end, I doubled back. You did the same thing? I did the exact same thing. We went through a second (laughs) time, and then we caught things the second time around. You know, kind of like when you look at the the painting of dogs playing poker. You know, the the more you look at it, the more you get from it. Uh-huh. And I did something that probably uh, you're not allowed, but, you know, it's it's something. So be, so my son could get a better look. We let him sit in the front seat. Now, keep in mind, he's six. So you're supposed to be in a car seat. But when you're going two miles an hour when no one else is out, I thought it would be OK for a couple oh, of minutes. So, yeah, I know. So he came out front, got to see all the lights. And then with no one nice. being around us. He was able, you know, we could park and have him switch around when it was time to go, of course. But it was uh, it was such a nice time to be out there with the family. And Winter Wonderland, they did a fantastic job setting it up, given the circumstances of how things had to change from year to year. But, yeah, this is such a such a nice night. Okay, well, I wanted to talk to you about the restaurants in the county, and some of them have been pushing back saying that, hey, we want to get this uh, injunction. We want to stop the restrictions. This is going to kill our businesses. Some may just ignore 
the restrictions that have come through in the county by Sam Page. And when you look at this and try to get an understanding of the legal ground for them to try to block the restrictions onto their businesses, I'm wondering if you've had a chance to see the argument and if you think they'll have a chance of being successful. Well, first of all, I, I know the attorney who's representing the Missouri Restaurant Association and a lot of these restaurants, Jim Foster. And in fact, he and I talked about this at length as he was drafting the petition. So uh, th- there's essentially five arguments here, and I'll make it very quick. But there's there's five constitutional arguments that go into into this lawsuit. And first of all, there, the the allegation is is that the orders violate that's orders being from uh, County Executive Sam Page. They violate the restaurant owner's substantive due process rights under the the 14th Amendment because, uh, you know, people have rights and liberties to lawfully operate their businesses. And so this interferes with that. Secondly, uh, it it interferes and violates the due process rights under the 14th Amendment. And and due process rights means anytime the government's going to take action against you, you have to have a hearing before that can happen. There was no hearing in this case. There was no hearing to say, we're going to close down these businesses and your rights are going to be affected. So that's the second allegation. Third, and again, I'm going to make this fast, is that it's arbitrary because some businesses are considered essential. Like, for example, you heard at the top of the hour here on Camo X, uh, you know, bars uh, or rather gyms aren't having to be closed and other places don't have to be closed, but restaurants do for indoor dining. And so you're arbitrarily saying, one business gets benefit and the other businesses get spanked. And that violates the, could violate, uh, allegedly, the 14th Amendment. And then interesting, there's also a takings clause. You know, under the Fifth Amendment, government takes your property. Uh, you have a right to just compensation for that. If a highway goes through, uh, you know, the, the, the palatial Ryan Wrecker estate and it goes through the front yard, uh, they've got to pay you for that. And uh, under the Fifth Amendment. And so the argument is you're taking our businesses, you're taking our property, but you're not paying us for it. So those are the essential arguments that are that are the foundation of this lawsuit. Okay, so of these arguments which are going to be made and have been made, um, what really happens next? So they petition the court to hear the argument and they hope to stay open during this time. Is that what's going on? Well, the first thing that has to happen is a, a temporary restraining order. They have to have a temporary hearing to get a judge to issue a temporary restraining order. And the judge can either grant that or deny that based upon a judge's first assessment of what he or she thinks is going to happen at a full-blown hearing. So there's, there's going to be a request for a temporary restraining order. You've heard it called our own. And, uh, and I'm not sure when that request is going to be made or when, that, uh, when the parties anticipate that happening. But until then, I mean, the order is valid until a judge says it isn't. And so the judge will have to decide whether it is or is not valid. And then there would have to be a full-blown hearing where evidence would be presented, parties would be testifying, and then a judge would render a decision after a full hearing on all of the merits. So this is a this is not a simple process. It is complicated, and this will play out over the course of uh, days and weeks. There are a lot of plaintiffs listed in this. I mean, you look at the listing of all of them, and there's a lot. Um, so ultimately speaking, do you have any opinion or thoughts of what would be happening next based on what you've seen perhaps in maybe some other states because some of these other arguments have been made before? 
many of these arguments have been made across the country. And, and by and large, the majority of these lawsuits have not been successful. Uh, constitutionally speaking, there's always been a concept that in a time of an emergency, uh, executive authority is allowed to go beyond what you would traditionally uh, uh, place boundaries on executive authority because of an emergency very quickly. And this is a bad example of how this can go the wrong direction. But, for example, in World War II, Asian Americans were held uh, without uh, – they, they didn't commit any crimes. They didn't violate the law. They were placed in internment camps. Now, that was a mm-hmm. horrible thing to do, but courts allowed it initially – because of the idea that, well, it's, it's, we're in a world war, and we're going to allow the, the president's way to take some action. Now, that's a very bad example of how that power is allowed, but a peek at how that is. So nationwide, most of these lawsuits have not been successful. The most successful lawsuit was in Pennsylvania a few months ago, where a court rendered the, all of the orders from a governor shutting down the state uh, in, in ballot and allowed uh, the, the businesses to stay open. So what you're seeing now is an attempt to replicate what was done in Pennsylvania. Wow. I was wondering, when you they talk about some of the potential of fines, a lot of the restaurant owners so far have said, well, we're just going to stay open because, you know, we'll take a $100 fine as opposed to losing our business because you're going to shut us down for a couple of months. There's no way mm-hmm. we're going to make up just curbside. So I hope that uh, this gets some serious consideration. I know it really, it's not just these businesses that are frustrated. I think there's a lot of people frustrated with the way that a lot of this has been handled because leading up to today, They've been responsible. A lot of these businesses, and you can go back and look and realize that maybe they haven't been a contributor or at least the key contributing factor to where we are today when it comes to the spread of COVID. So really, is battling these businesses going to make the big difference? And probably not, other than them losing their livelihood. So you have to weigh that into it. And other states, too, it's sad when you see, like in California, where they'll say, well, we'll keep the strip clubs open, but the church is closed. And the, the selective right. nature of how these laws are put in, or at least these mandates in the city, in the county, in uh, any state, really, the selective nature of it's very concerning to me, at least. Well, you know who this is also concerning to is Supreme Court Justice Samuel Alito. Uh, he spoke at a, a Federalist Society. Uh, I, participate, I participate with the Federalist Society. He spoke to a Federalist Society meeting last week, and he expressed his frustration. This is, again, Supreme Court Justice Alito, and he said this. I'm going to quote him here. He said, a public health emergency does not give governors and other public officials carte blanche to disregard the Constitution for as long as the medical problem persists, unquote. So even he recognizes that there, even though there may be some deference given to governors or even county executives when it comes to dealing with a health emergency like we're in now, that does not mean that the Constitution gets, you know, set on fire and ignored uh, because there will be limits. Those limits may be expanded, but it is not a limitless extension of power for governors or county executives. And this lawsuit in St. Louis will in part test how far the county executive's powers can in fact go. Yeah. And and just one more note, you look at how that's already extended to the First Amendment. So you have freedom of speech when you say something that they don't want you to say. 
they'll make sure you could be punished for that because they're very much afraid that uh, they, you know, quote unquote, misinformation about COVID. Um, and the same thing with being able to have freedom of religion, being able to have the government to keep out of your religious services and as opposed to not tell you a certain way to worship. Well, there's another way to do that. Uh, they've decided in some states that's unnecessary, even freedom of the press, punishing uh, press for reporting it in a certain way. You've seen that too. And the only thing they haven't limited is the peaceably assembled. They'll allow you to protest. That's about the only thing they'll allow you to do under well, that amendment. So, Well, you know, it's, it's interesting. The pastor at my church called me uh, earlier in the summer when these restrictions were going in and said, Brad, what should we do about it? And I said, here's what you do. Everybody that comes into church, give them a sign and just call it a protest, not a church service. We'll call it a protest and we can go all day long if we want. Exactly. Brad Young from Harris Style Fisher and Young. Thank you so much coming on and talking about what's going on in the county in those restaurants. My pleasure, Ryan. Anytime. And he joins us on the Quiver River Electric guest line on Overnight America KMOX. Listening to KMOX has never been easier. Siri, play KMOX. I'll tell you, this night has been just flying by. So many great guests. If you missed it in the first hour with Charlie Brennan. He's got a new book out only in St. Louis. You can find at many great area locations or online. Charlie Brennan, of course, uh, hosted the Charlie Brennan Show with Amy Marks Scores. And then the 9 o'clock hour, Art Bell wrote a memoir on creating Comedy Central. Think of just how big that network is today and all the great shows and comedy that was launched in the early days there. And he, he wrote it what it was like, you know, to get denied by HBO where he was working at the time. No, 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 that'll never work. And then eventually... There was the right person that heard it at the right time that said, oh, maybe this could work. Now you're in charge of it. Really great stories by Art Bell and, of course, Brad Young. One story um, that's on Netflix right now, I call it a story like it's a soap opera. It's a Christmas holiday movie. Hallmark, uh, Lifetime, they all have these Christmas movies. Hallmark, I think, is the one that is most known for them because they'll put a new movie out every day in December for the most part. They might even be doing it right now. I don't know. I don't watch them, but I know my wife is very interested in them. I know that her family's interested in them. And for Thanksgiving, we have some of her family coming up to visit us for the holiday as opposed to us traveling. So they will be watching Hallmark movies every night. Oh, the joys of living in this household when the in-laws are in town. Hallmark movie after Hallmark movie. Oh, but I watched one. It's on Netflix. <laughs> and the movie, you can see it for yourself. It's called Midnight at the Magnolia. It's a it's the only reason I wanted to see this. And I'm not one to seek out these sort of things. But the only reason I wanted to see it is because the movie is a radio DJs guy and a girl hosting a talk show on a station in Chicago. And the idea is the satellite radio wants to pick up their show and syndicate them on satellite radio. So they decide to fake a relationship that they love each other and all the hijinks that come up with that. Well, as it turns out, they may actually have feelings for each other after all. Aww. But I said, I got to talk to someone to review this movie because it is radio based and they have a lot of scenes at the radio station. So I called on Dan Buffa, who's going to join us. He's a local movie reviewer, KSDK, and he does a lot of things independently, too, and also does some radio interviews, things like that. So Dan's going to join us in the next segment after the weather, which is pretty cool. I was a little, um, it was tough to hear Brad Young talk about how anytime these local restaurants band together and try to fight the local restrictions, they've been unsuccessful. I hate hearing that. It really does bother me to think that these restaurants are being singled out. 
don't like the idea of that whatsoever. You can actually go to KMOX.com and Kevin Kling put this together, the story, and you can see some of the photos from the protests that happened earlier. You can see also the actual complaint that was filed in the circuit court where you can see all the different plaintiffs. Let's see, Cybergs is in there. Helen Fitzgerald's Irish Grill. Um, Bartolino South. The Shack. Um, some, I'm trying to read through some of these. Duffy's Dad. Don't know that one. <laughs> Citizen Kane Steakhouse. Uh, there's a whole bunch of different restaurants that are listed in this. Satchmo's Bar and Grill. They were highlighted the other day, I think, on KMOV. But there's all kinds of restaurants. It looks like there's a few dozen that are being included as plaintiffs against the county. And I hope that they are successful. I hope they get at least some consideration into it. I think it is right for them to be upset that they're being singled out here. I, I hate to see that. But all things considered, you know, the CDC saying, hey, uh, maybe you ne shouldn't even get together with your own family. And we'll talk about that next hour. But they're saying that, oh, this may be a bad idea. Oh, it's just terrible. We're going to everyone's going to get in trouble. Everyone is in trouble and sit back and stay away and skip Thanksgiving. And I don't know anyone that I've really talked to that wants to skip Thanksgiving. I mean, there may be some people that may decide not to travel, but not really. No one that I know personally. I mean, I may have seen some things online and maybe people listening right now are planning on skipping Thanksgiving with their family because they are just afraid of it all. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think that I would give it up. I don't think I would. Be the person to say, no, thanks. Let's uh, pass on this great tradition. See, I'm already trying to figure out that we uh, uh, brine the turkey and how we get everything brining going with the turkey. I'm planning on making the best turkey in my life. So any family member that misses out on that, man, they're really going to be missing out for a good meal. Or maybe they'll hate the turkey and they'll rejoice that they missed out on this one and decided to eat uh, at home peanut butter and jelly sandwiches instead, which is the alternative, I guess. So coming up in a few moments, enough with me brining turkeys. Great advice that came in yesterday, by the way. Uh, Dan Buffa is going to join us, local movie reviewer. We'll talk about a Christmas movie that just dropped on Netflix, about some radio DJs. He'll come up next on Overnight America KMOX. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. News Radio 1120, KMOX, the voice of the Cardinals. He's a local movie reviewer in the media on TV, KSDK, does radio appearances too. Dan Buffa, how are you? I'm good, man. It's a nice, I guess, somewhat warm, warm Friday. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, Thursday. It feels like Friday, doesn't Thursday. it? Gosh, my gosh. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> when you're like, when, when you have like three, four jobs and you're like, Mr. Mom, 
every there there are no name days don't need labels let's put it that way i know what you mean it just to get all mixed together it's weird because this movie that came out on netflix is based mm-hmm. in chicago around christmas time which we're almost in christmas time but we don't have snow it's 70 some degrees outside <laughs> Uh, And when I saw this, it started to pop up on the radio Facebook pages where they said, oh, Netflix just dropped a Christmas movie about two lifelong friends that are DJs, radio morning show hosts in Chicago, Illinois. And I started to think, oh, it's been a long time since I've seen a good, like, cheesy Christmas movie with radio involved. I mean, it's essentially like fast food, you know, you're you're just you're going to consume it. You're not going to love it, but it's going to be just right. If it just you turn your brain off for a couple hours. Mm-hmm. And this one was, let's see, hour and a half, rated G. Came out just a couple of uh, weeks ago. And for the sake of a professional movie reviewer like yourself, you've seen good movies, you've seen bad movies. If you were to put a scale on this one, where would you rank it? Considering it's a holiday Christmas cheesy movie, you know, I think. My wife loves these. My wife and my and my sister in law consume these things like I do potato chips, and so they love them. So I always try to bring my guard down. Because I don't want to be like, well, it's not as good as um, Trial of Chicago Seven. I can tell you that much because then you just start sounding like a <laughs> you know, kind of too harsh. But you're right. This is supposed to be like candy. It's supposed to be when you're staying inside. And you have the popcorn and the ice cream and the TV, and you're not going to move for like four hours. This is a movie you feel safe in. Yeah. the uh, I had this uh, movie on, and my wife was watching it with me, and I was trying to get her reaction because she also likes these type of movies, really enjoys them. And the first thing she said, it's so funny, it's, it's getting reactions. First thing she said was, oh, she's so much more pretty than he is handsome. Very first thing. <laughs> Right there. Bam. <laughs> the camera comes down. Well, I know it's the just, things she's looking for now. I, I kind of get the idea. You know, these are the little details. Yeah. I mean, the, the, that's the best thing about watching something with your, your spouse is you kind of get to do a little homework. You go, yeah, what do you think of that? Oh, no, you don't like that? Okay. But you, you get your little notepad out, detective-like, and write down what she likes and doesn't like. You, you, you got to keep up with women because they move faster than we do. Yeah, I know. I was trying to get her to see if she picks up on any of the radio stuff. Because, you know, as someone that spent a lot of time in a radio station, you notice some of the little things like, um, you know, even when they try to make his house look messy, you think, oh, that's not what a messy radio house looks like. (laughs) I I remember there was one of my favorite movies of all time is uh, the John Favreau film Chef. And because I, I just think it's so indie. It's opposite of a studio. And he was saying... Yeah, the way this, my house in this movie is genuinely messy. It isn't like studio film messy where even like the couch looks like it's way too straight. You know, it's just everything looks a little bit, even the way they look in the movie, everybody's got makeup. He never grows more than a five o'clock shadow for the whole movie. So yeah, that's part of it. Yeah, it makes you wonder if they filmed this in an afternoon because <laughs> it's like they look yeah, exactly they the filmed same. this in like June and they call it a Christmas. <laughs> so they work at the Breeze because it's uh, the Windy City, Chicago, yeah, and yeah. it's funny because she takes all of this time in the morning to get ready, and he just rolls out and goes straight into the station, which is pretty accurate, I think, for some radio it is. people. But yeah. then you get there, and the studio is not really a studio; it looks like a podcast setup that they try to pass off as a radio studio. 
And you, the funny thing was, I, I noticed some of these little details, like they would talk to each other with their headphones on when they were off the air. And I thought, you're not going to hear each other. What are you doing? Yeah, you're listening. You're monitoring the radio station. In your headphones. You can't hear what each other are saying. I mean, right now you have like the rate, the commercials in your ear. You, yeah. you can't hear what they're saying. What did you say? That see now that would be a good idea for a comedy. Is where two two people would do that, but they would just mock each other. Like, I can't hear what you're saying. What? So maybe a screenplay <laughs> idea in there somewhere. So they are um, apparently a hit radio show, and satellite radio comes a knock in. And I thought, man, the, whoever makes these movies don't understand how satellite radio works because it's not like, <laughs> you know, if, if you have a, a popular radio show in Chicago, you're, you're not looking at satellite radio as like a, a syndication deal. You're looking at it like, well, what, are they trying to hire us? Do they want to buy our show? <laughs> because there's a contractual thing, too. You can't just like walk in and just start working for another entity without, because I'm sure if you're in Chicago, you got a pretty big contract that wouldn't allow yeah. you to do something like that. <laughs> it's just, it's just the way like the way the movies do where maybe they did a little more homework, but then again, I think if they try to be accurate, it can't be a Christmas, a cheesy Christmas movie. Yeah. So they just go, we'll just have them sit across from each other. Look amazing. Look, I mean, they, they look way too good for radio people. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> they show up every day like they're going to take promo photos and we know radio people don't do that if anything it would be like hoodies and um you know sunglasses to hide you know what they were doing the night before i mean it's basically like if you pick the best instagram filter and that is their look the whole day it's just it's illegal i i, I want to know what what face what the creams they're using for the face because i'm <laughs> So uh, for this movie, what did you think of the premise of, okay, it's two people that have known each other forever. They right. never were in a relationship, but apparently they do have feelings. They try to fake it, and it causes trouble with their family, and then in the end, all turns out well, which is kind of the playbook for a lot of these Christmas movies. But uh, So what did you think of this one? You know, I, I thought for what it was, it was a little bit less than I guess that I would call good, and mostly that has to do with, because I love Christmas movies that everybody knows, like, Christmas Vacation, and even like the Family Stone, which is that dysfunctional family thing that I like. But you know what? It's going to get devoured, especially as Thanksgiving comes around and Christmas. I think what they were going for, I think they probably struck it. I mean, as far as as much as they wanted to. This is just what they needed. Yeah, they got it's what just, they needed. Yeah. It's, I mean, the acting, you're not going to leave the theater and go, oh my gosh, it was amazing. But you will think, hey, that that, that did the job. It's almost like you go into the uh, hardware store and you got the good tools. You know, you got your DeWalt's, you got your Craftsman's and stuff. And then you're like, oh, here's this cheap knockoff I've never seen. It'll probably break in, you know, a, a, two, a turn and a half. <laughs> but, you know, it's it's like 10 bucks cheaper. And even if it breaks, I'll, I'll get my use out of it. So eh, it, it is what it is. Sure. I might as well do that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, essentially, this is the kind of movie you turn on maybe a little bit late at night. Maybe after you had too much chili and you're feeling you're already feeling guilty, you know. <laughs> what you ate so you go there it is on the netflix screen as you know this is going to be right there at the big top of the menu as please click me please click on me so you will so so i asked this to my wife and she said no with the question was if this was a real radio show would you listen to them <laughs> uh, i think again that, that, that even at the worst it could be a hate listen where you just want to listen you want to make fun of them the whole time they're talking but you're listening to them and you're invested yeah so i I think in real life, because every man and woman knows what it's like to bicker in, in a real relationship, so you get to watch them bicker, and it's like, you know, it's sport. 
Yeah, I didn't think they were that bad as you know a radio show yep. per se. It was nice to see their families were involved. Um, I, I gotta yeah. say, how many radio families or just anyone, any colleagues' families have you met before? Like, I can all—it's only a handful for me. Maybe a handful, yeah. yeah. And, and it's very fleeting, and it, it's never—I mean, I—I I know maybe the family members of a couple of radio personalities, but every, everything else is like they're just like blips on the radar. Yeah. So if Netflix is going to try to pump out these Christmas movies in the future, how do you think if, if they were all similar to this one in this style and this kind of uh, feel and quality, do you think they'll ever be able to compete with like uh, the Hallmarks or the uh, Lifetime movies, stuff like that? I just I think they will because everybody, if there's going to be something you're going to fall back on right now, it's going to be Netflix. And so if you can get your comedy shows, serious films, and these cheesy Christmas films all in one place, then... I mean, it's going to be one less streaming device you'll need. So I think the chances are going to go up if they keep making them like this. Mm. I hear Lori Laughlin's a free agent, so they might be able to pick her up for some future ones. <laughs> there you go. You just have to look into that 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 vault of like maybe early '90s or late '90s stars and revive them. Give like Rob Lowe a, a starring role in one of these Christmas movies. Okay. Patrick Dempsey, who's basically known these days for. Maybe make it a cameo on a hospital show. So he needs he needs to work. This is great. It's funny because it's in like in the sports world too. You have maybe a player that went through some controversies and no one would yep. touch him. But all of a nope. sudden, oh boy, wait a minute the the Bengals are giving you a call. Yeah, he's still talented. <laughs> what he can catch a football? Okay, I don't care what he did. What did he do that sports car last year? Ah, he's a kid. He's thirty eight. Well, he's still a kid. You know, yeah. you just keep. Well, before you know it, OJ is going to be making Christmas movies. <laughs> yeah, and it'll just be him on Twitter for an hour and a half. Did you see what I said? <laughs> oh, so uh, if people have Netflix, um, would you say yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a cold night? You got the family over, and you're trying to figure out what to do. Would you recommend this one, or would you recommend they keep scrolling? Well, let's put it this way: if the family starts talking about politics, put on Midnight the Magnolia, and I think everybody will get sucked in. It'll just like from the kitchen to the living room, they'll, they'll, it, it will diffuse the fire. Yeah, that's pretty good. Any of the actors stand out, ones that you say, oh, they did actually pretty pretty good? I, I think it was, I mean, the two leads were just, again, they were just too good looking. I, yeah. I kind of resented them at, at the time I was trying to watch them. But a couple of the family members were kind of good. I can't recall maybe the names of the actors, but they were more authentic than the two leads. Yeah, I, I saw that. It was kind of a cool idea that it was a local business they were struggling having some issues yeah too bad they wouldn't have known this whole pandemic thing when they filmed it because <laughs> that would have been perfect for the live mu music scene that fits in right with would everything been, would have been perfect because everybody i think everybody in each profession they're gonna have to help each other out i think you're gonna see a lot of collaborations you got nelly playing chuck berry now in an upcoming movie so i think you're gonna have to lean on all kinds of stuff oh what a awesome tie-in that is so cool i didn't know there. nelly's playing chuck berry a, a good for Nelly because he was seemingly off the radar forever, and now he's on Dancing with the Stars, and now he's going to play probably what one of the best, one of the most well-known St. Louis musicians. So yeah, good for him. one of the and also works out now. I think too. I, I think he drinks protein shakes. <laughs> was Chuck Berry Nelly. known for being buff? <laughs> I, I don't know. Imagine if you show up looking like Kevin Hart, who never left the gym, and you're playing Chuck Berry. He was like a he kind of looked more like you know. Sammy Davis Jr., you know, kind of one of those skinny, wiry kind of guys. So you better tell Nelly to more kale, less chicken. <laughs> 
grilled chicken that's basically um, unseasoned too. Um, Want to be actors? Yeah, you can't put salt and pepper if you want to be a if you want to be a movie star. <laughs> I like that. Midnight at the Magnolia on Netflix now came out just a few weeks ago. Longtime friends and local radio hosts Maggie and Jack fake it as the couple uh, as the families try to uh, hope they get a nationally syndicated radio show through satellite radio, which is. Again, it's funny because it's just like there's no name to it. They just call it Satellite Radio is the brand. Yeah. It, it's like the sports film that covers up the logo of the team because it, the team doesn't really exist. Yeah. Hey, baseball <laughs> team. What do you mean? Where from? Uh, baseball team. But, you know, I, I will say this reminded me of a better movie that, that I really like, My Best Friend's Wedding, because it's in Chicago and, you know, there's a little bit of a role play there as well when they're trying to do it. And I also love Dermot Moroni. So if you don't want to watch this one, if it, you turn it on and the guy's face, his nose is too perfect, you know, you, you turn on My Best Friend's Wedding and just stare at Julia Roberts for an hour and a half. <laughs> You're a must-follow on Twitter. If people want to find you on there, what's your handle? At uh, Buffet 2 I talk about everything and make people mad and make people laugh at the same time. <laughs> little mix of both half and half and you have a website too don't you people can go and check out your work yeah i mean pretty i've always told everybody one day that's going to be like my fallback bomb shelter i'm just going to write everything out of that it's dosabuffa.com that's where everything started back in 2011 my first column was about the colby rasmus trade oh <laughs> and, and so that's where it all started and it's still there and i add some original stuff there that's that's where i gotta get to go rant a little bit oh, that's good dan buffa man thanks for uh, doing this movie review midnight at the magnolia on netflix about the two radio hosts i thought it was too fun to pass up and i'm glad you had the uh chance to uh watch it and it, um, i appreciate you coming on and talking about it tonight no problem man i hope we get to do this again soon and he joins us on the Quiver River Electric Guest Line on Overnight America KMOX. This is Overnight America, sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michael'sFlooringOutlet.com on KMOX. Welcome back. It's Overnight America on Facebook, Ryan Recker Radio. It would be great if you were to give us a follow on there. And we only have, what, another hour of live radio until I'm in vacation mode. I can't believe I'm that close to it. I, I'm trying not to phone it in, but I am excited that this next week is Thanksgiving week. I have uh, family coming to visit, which is nice, and we're going to be watching a lot of holiday movies, which I'm not looking forward to. Maybe I can just check out and say, well, see you later. Go get a nap or something. But. Really, I want to keep things open. It's your last chance, really, to call in for the week. 314-436-7900. And start the next hour. We'll play some clips from Rudy Giuliani's press conference. Also, the Pandemic Task Force met today. They've said a few things. Uh, a couple of interesting things, too, from Dr. Fauci. And also Vice President Pence and Dr. Burks. We'll play some of those, too. I'm looking forward to the Thanksgiving holiday. Apparently, the Hotel Association predicts that there's a big drop in holiday travel. I know when my parents said they don't want to stay in a hotel, they're afraid. Um, I think a lot of people are afraid. They just don't know what kind of measures go on inside of a hotel. Uh, it makes you wonder. So I think whatever the procedures are, and they could be following a lot of the procedures to sanitize rooms after someone uses them, it doesn't mean that people don't have fears. But I think this... COVID vaccine is going to help a lot with that. But a lot of different businesses hurting in the county with restaurants, too. We talked to Brad Young about that earlier in the show. I saw one thing. You want to talk about getting hurt. Good for this 81-year-old in Illinois. This is over in Niles. 81-year-old former Marine 
beat up some people that were trying to break into his house. And good for him to do this at this age. I thought that was just fantastic. And Donovan has a new appreciation. Let me make sure I get this nice and loud here. Um, and yeah, here we go. And Donovan has a new appreciation for his family's shillelagh. The Irish walking stick was his grandfather's and dates back to the 1800s. Donovan admits there was no designated place in the home for the heirloom, but two weeks ago, it was just where he needed it and grabbed it to chase off some burglars. Yeah, so he had the shillelagh, and I don't know if I have ever seen one firsthand. And it's just basically a nice stick. I don't know what type of wood it comes out. It's a thin, long stick. Probably three feet, maybe something like that, about the size of a baseball bat, roughly. We'll say baseball bat, maybe a little bit shorter than that. And he's got this thing just hanging out by the back door. And I thought, 81 year old, it dates back to the 1800s. It's a family heirloom. And he just keeps this thing hanging out by the back door. <laughs> you think there would be like a special location for this thing. But there it was ready for him to use it. Grandpa was looking over us, so. Everything turned out okay when you think what could have happened. The couple was sitting down to dinner when a man posing as a utility worker came to their Niles home asking to check their fuse box due to a recent fire in the area. Already suspicious, right? When you hear something like that, you think, why would someone want to come into my house? I remember my parents went through this in the 90s. There was someone that was from the cable company. This is back in Detroit that said, oh, we uh, we have some issues with uh, cable leakage or something like that. My dad's like, you're out of your tree. And apparently it was legit. The cable company wanted to come in. I don't know why, but my dad said, I'm going to rip this cord out of the house. I'm going to cancel my coverage and I'm done. We were we lived without it for many years. I still don't have cable today, but they all my friends had it. All my friends had it. And after many years, we did not at the house, mostly because someone tried to intrude on in our house. That's the type of guy my dad is, and that's how I am now, and I'm better for it because I would not let that person in my house no matter what. While Dan was downstairs with the man, Barbara grew suspicious when she heard noises. Turns out two other intruders got in the house. One had a pillowcase. I yelled out, Danny, there's somebody in our bedroom. The floor was squeaking, and he came running, and the guy was after him, and he I didn't even know he grabbed the shillelagh. Oh, yeah. Whenever I am in need i should get myself a shillelagh to whoop on anyone that tries to break into the house that would be a pretty good thing no 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 no. i, I think um i think personal firearm might be better there Donovan, a former marine was still barefoot when he chased them outside the 81 year old hit one of them in the head before <laughs> all three suspects got in a car and drove away and they were backing up at high speed so i hit the windshield and i hit the hood on the way out and i was chasing them down the street Oh, good for this guy. He's 81 years old, Marine. Someone does, uh, you know, funny business in his house. His wife says, hey, they're in the house. They're trying to steal from us. He picks up the 1800s shillelagh that's been passed down from generations and goes whacking these uh, these punks that come into his house. Good for this guy. I love this story. And you can find it right now if you want to see what he looks like. Him and his wife hanging out right by the side of their house. At KMOX.com, it says they got nothing more than a headache. <laughs> That's what the man said. Love this guy. Really cool. Hopefully no one goes and bothers him. I think he's had enough excitement for one year. Good for him. All right. So when we come back after the break, uh, like I mentioned, I want to talk about a few things, including the press conference with Rudy Giuliani. There was a pandemic task force press conference 
And maybe we'll do some things non-political, but I feel like we haven't done much on the political side today, which is a good thing. So did you know that neuroscientists have come up with the 10 happiest songs ever produced? 10 happiest songs ever produced. Do you know what those songs are? Maybe. If you Google search it, you can find out, but we'll talk about it next hour too. Mostly because why not be happy a little bit going into it? I will give you a warning. Rebecca Black's Friday is not in the top 10. Now, you may think that she got cheated out of that top 10, but really, I think it's only this radio show that appreciates that song anymore. We are the very last in any media to still play Rebecca Black's Friday, period. So we'll do that because it is our Friday coming up on Overnight America, KMOX. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.